1: The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church.
2: Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show.
3: Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are in your car, in your kitchen, in front of your computer or your smartphone, uh, watching me on Facebook Live or on YouTube, thanks a lot for tuning in. And of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast. Second in the entire country, WAVA, 105.1 FM, right here in the nation's capital. We're covering all of D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of uh, West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks a lot. We've got a big footprint. And it is a call-in talk show, and I'm your bridge-building voice right here for the first hour of Rush Hour out of the nation's capital. And today is Wisdom Wednesday. Now, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, that's today, Uh, tomorrow's Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone-In Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. Now, today is Wisdom Wednesday, and as I've been thinking about what we should talk about today, I'm going to ask you one question and see if, uh, if I can serve you in this manner, and if not, we can change the subject, but here it is. What wisdom do you need in your life right now? What wisdom do you need in your life right now? I'm going to pray that God would give me the words to say to help you, uh, as well as other listeners to help you, as well as the word of God to help you, and most of all, the spirit of God to help you. And so if you need wisdom in your life today, your faith move, move is to pick up the phone and give me a call and ask. You have not because you ask not. Uh, Whatever you ask in his name, he's going to provide it for you. And he says if you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you generously. So I'm just stepping out in faith here. And if you need wisdom from God in some area, let's ask God to meet us at that intersection. In fact, I'm going to pray right now. But let me give you the phone number in case you already know that God wants you to dial. 888-432-7434. 888-43-BRIDGE. That is my number. My lines are now open. Give me a call. Ask what you need, and let's see if God will do abundantly, exceedingly more than we could ever ask or imagine. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we know that you give all wisdom. We don't have any without you, and we know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and so right now in today's Show. I am praying that you would GPS every phone call, every word, even those that can't call, might you drop wisdom to them on the beltway, even now. Drop wisdom to them, Lord, in their kitchen, even now. We uh, commit the show to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The scripture teaches that where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst. Well, the Lord didn't say back then that you couldn't use technology to bring two or three people together. So I think we got two or three. So we've invited Christ to be right here in the midst. That's a contract. It's a legal spiritual contract. And God's going to show up even now. And this is the hour that he's going to give us the wisdom we need for life. Are you ready? Here's my number, 888-432-7434. Let's kick the show off in Washington, D.C. with Aaron, who's on the line. Hello, Aaron. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you?
4: Good afternoon, Dr. Anderson. How are you doing this afternoon?
3: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me today and kicking the show off. What are you thinking?
4: Uh, Thank you for this topic. It kind of falls right into some stuff I was studying in James uh, chapter 4 where it deals with worldly wisdom versus spiritual wisdom Mm -hmm. and just how to live more uh, how to be? How to live more from a spiritual wisdom standpoint instead of a worldly wisdom standpoint? Yes, you know, it seems like you always have a tendency to fall back into that worldly wisdom. Yes, and, and how, you know, how can you live? Get in that short period of time we have here on Earth compared to eternal life with God. How can we live more from a spiritual wisdom standpoint
3: versus a worldly wisdom? It
4: standpoint? is a it is a great question. And I'll take my answer off the
3: air. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. From Washington, D.C. It is a great question. How do we live spiritual wisdom over worldly wisdom? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, This morning I was in the uh, room with my daughter and my wife. And as we were sitting there having coffee, I said, I have a verse to share with you that God gave me yesterday. The same verse that God gave me yesterday, I've shared it with at least three or four people. I wasn't expecting this verse to hit me like this, but let me tell you how God's wisdom works. Because we're talking about spiritual wisdom. So here's the answer to your question. The word of God, when you take it in, gives you the spiritual wisdom when you apply it. So the word of God is God's word to us. And then when you apply it, that's the wisdom uh, that God brings to our life. So what was the verse? You're going to love this. The verse says God is just, he will pay back trouble to those who have troubled you. Wow. That means keep calm. God's going to handle it. That means God's got this. That means vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Listen to that verse again. God is just, he will pay back trouble to those who Who have troubled you. You have anybody that's troubled you? Leave them alone. Let God handle it. See, that's wisdom right there. It's godly wisdom on how to deal with somebody that's afflicting you, that's troubling you. If you find yourself troubled and it's connected to another person, don't get them back. God is just. So you got to trust that God is just. That is a very practical application, Aaron, to what we're talking about. Spiritual wisdom comes from God's word. And then when you apply it, that wisdom comes to life. Are you with me? awesome okay let me run to my commercial break now fast so i can get right back because i want to get to every single person that has called me i want to get to you because today we're asking you what wisdom do you need in your life right now and if you call me then i'm believing that god is going to give that wisdom to you this is a real talk with dr david anderson
5: our world needs strong, courageous, integrity-infused leaders. People are longing for leaders who will unite rather than divide.
1: You have influence and the opportunity to create positive change in our world. The Global Leadership Summit will give you skills to create transformation in your workplace, home, and community. The summit comes to this area live via satellite on Thursday and Friday, August 8th and 9th. The summit features a diverse faculty lineup, including Craig Rochelle, Senior Pastor of Life.Church, Basama St. John, Chief Marketing Officer at William Morris Endeavor, Bear Grills Adventurer, host of Man vs. Wild, Danielle Strickland, Justice Advocate, Devon Franklin, producer of Breakthrough and more. Experience the summit at Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia on August 8th and 9th. For more details and to register, visit globalleadership.org summit or call 800-570-9812 and use the priority code radio. That's 800-570-9812 or globalleadership.org summit.
3: Give him a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Fine. before the water
8: rises.
1: Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's INSPIRE to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
3: That's me. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. My commercial break is over, and I'm coming right to you. It's Wisdom Wednesday, and I'm asking you the question What wisdom do you need right now? Here's my number 888 432 7434. Let's go to Woodbridge, Virginia, and talk to Katie, who's on the line. Hi, Katie, it's Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
7: I'm good. How are you? Oh,
3: I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking?
7: right now um i'm looking to you know perhaps move and get my own
9: first place
7: but i really just want to make sure that you know i'm putting god first even in this decision and i'm not sure how to move forth in wisdom you know by the wisdom that god can give us with you know am i making the right decision for picking a place to live so i guess my question is you know how do i make sure that
3: That's good. Okay, so you, when you talk about wanting to move, are you moving out of the state, or are you just moving from one location to another within the same area?
7: Right, one location to another.
3: And why do you want to move now?
7: Um, well, I'm, I'm still living with my parents, and, you know, I'm like in my mid-20s. I I've finally got a job now, and I really just want to move and, you know, just be more independent and get my own place.
3: Okay, understand. And you already know how much you can afford. Have you identified any places that you could live? Okay, and uh, so what I would do is I'd look at the top three places and use your mind, use your brain, look at your finances. If you can afford it, if it's a safe area, and if you like it, then pray on it and say, God, this is what I like. This is what I want. Are there any red lights here? If there are, please protect me from it. And then after that time period, whether it's two days, three days, or a week, if you get uh, nothing from God on it, then go ahead and move by faith. Okay? Okay. Uh, If, if there is a problem, then God will shut the door. I, and and I have personal experience. God shut the door on two other homes that we put uh, um, uh, offers on over the last year, but god was leading us to a third home that we didn't even know about and had we not uh, had those doors shut on the other two homes that we literally wanted we were moving toward those homes but god shut the door and we had to trust him so i would say choose what you want ask god to shut the door to protect you if it's not what he wants and then if it's all clear walk by faith and not by sight is that helpful Yes, very much. Thank you. You're so very welcome. Blessings to you. That's Katie from Woodbridge, Virginia. My lines are open. If you want wisdom in any way, what wisdom do you need now? Let's ask God together, all right? And maybe he'll give it to me. Maybe he'll give it to you. Maybe we'll just have a question and answer time, and that'll help you discover something that neither one of us had thought about, or maybe another listener will hear something and contribute. We also have the word of God, but we just believe that when we ask, God gives it to us right? He says it in James. If you ask for wisdom, I'll give it to you generously without finding fault. So God doesn't look down on you. There's no dumb question or stupid question. Just ask and see what God will do. Here's my phone number. 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to Vienna, Virginia and talk to Raj. Raj is on the line now. Hello, sir. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you?
10: My dear brother, Mm -hmm. you have been such a blessing. Mm, And as I heard you announce the topic for today about Wisdom Wednesday, Mm -hmm. one verse came to mind. And before I had time to consider what all my specific needs for wisdom in specific areas are, when this word came back to my mind and memory, I thought I'd share it with you. Please. With all those brothers and sisters in Christ listening please it's found in isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 and the spirit of the lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding Mm. the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the lord
3: Mm. i love it
10: and that is a way so I just i to share that with you. Thank
3: you. I love it. I'm going to read it again, Rod, so you can hear it on the air. Thank you so much uh, for calling. He just gave us this verse, Isaiah 11:2. 2 Listen to it one more time. The spirit of the Lord will, will rest on you, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. We pray that that spirit of the Lord will rest on each and every one of you as we have today's conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm gonna keep moving. I'm going to Tacoma Park, Maryland now to talk to Aridia. Hello Aridia. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you?
8: I'm great. Thank you for taking my call.
3: Uh, my pleasure. What are you thinking today, Miss Aridia? Well I
8: have a question. I've been studying Revelation for the last three months
3: now. Yes. And
8: I'm got on
3: nineteen. Revelation so chapter nineteen.
8: Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. And what's
8: your question? You
3: got the question?
8: My question What is the difference? I know what's the difference between Jesus' gathering and a Lord's supper. But what I got stuck in it, when he said, bring the fowl of and eat. come and eat what?
3: Are you talking about the wedding feast?
8: Yes, not the wedding, the supper of God. First is just the wedding, oh, and I then it's the
3: supper. Are you talking about the the wedding of the lamb has come? So you must be in a, a chapter what? chapter nineteen, verse seven. Let me read these verses and tell me if this is what you're thinking. Is it verses seven and eight? Yes. Yeah. This is what it says so everybody yes. can hear it. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready uh then it says in verse 8, fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for righteous acts of the saints. So I, I believe that this is the wedding feast of the the Lamb when we get to heaven. Verses nine, chapter 19, 20, and yes. 21 are a section.
8: Our, I understand that point. Okay. is the other one, the supper of God. What, uh, That's what I am
3: stuck. What verse is that?
8: It's right there after when you said he coming back where all his sent person b- 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 leaning in a white horse.
3: So, okay, so and you, he be having a story in
8: his mouth.
3: Okay, so I think you're looking at verse, I, you must not have the scripture in front of you. Maybe you're looking at verse 9 when it says, Then the angel what? said to me, Write, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the words true. Uh, words of God. It's the same thing as the wedding of the lamb. The supper and the wedding of the lamb are the same thing, Aridia. Okay. That, that's what I was
8: confused. Thank
3: you so much. Okay. You got it. Thanks a lot for calling with your Bible question. You have a question about wisdom. Uh, w- and my my specific question to my listeners today is what wisdom do you need right now? And let's ask God. Maybe he'll give it to you. 888 432 Seven four three four. I just said maybe. I I want to change that to a word of faith. Ask God and He will give it to you. Let's go to Jay. Jay is in Fairfax, Virginia. Hi, Jay. It's Doctor Anderson here. How are you,
0: Doctor Anderson? Good to hear you and good to talk to you. How are you doing?
3: Thank you, my friend. I'm alive and grateful and so glad you're hanging out with me today.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I've got a quick description of uh, the role of a godparent. And then I want to ask you what you feel uh, the word would guide me in terms of exercising wisdom. So according to just a generic description, it says a godparent in many denominations of Christianity is someone who bears witness to a child's baptism and then adds in their catechesis as well as their lifelong spiritual formation. And so my question to you is, as a godfather to a child— What is my role in interceding in that person's, uh, that child's life if I see that their parents are leading them astray or further from God's word?
3: Well, they're the ones that ask you to be a godparent, right? Correct. So really, it's going to be defined by them. So I'd ask them, and maybe you already have, as a godparent, when I accept being a godparent, what are you asking of me? Because everyone has a sort of a different. Uh, definition of what they think a godparent should or could be. Some, it's just a sort of a spiritual mentor. So as they get older, you have another adult that they can trust uh, to be there for them spiritually. Others, they want much more involvement. And then for others, it's just an honorary title, uh, which means on birthdays, please give them gifts. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So, well, Jay, what you have to do is ask uh, the parents, how do you want me to have this role? Now, since you're already in the role, have they—well, first let me ask you, did you ever ask that and did, did they ever tell you?
0: I, You know what? You're affirming what the Holy Spirit led me to do because that was the first thing that I did. Hmm. Uh, I consulted with uh, my wife first, and I said, what do you think I should do in terms of should, should I just say something or should I ask them first? And um, we felt led to ask them. And so it's kind of balls in their court. They're going to get back to me. Okay. <laughs> all right. So what happens next will depend, will depend a lot on what they say. There
3: you go. Well, that's wisdom. So you'll ask them, and depending on what they say, I think that's going to give you real clarity because it may open the door for you to say, well, you know what? Uh, if they say, we want you to have a spiritual role in our child's life and be a good spiritual friend, then that opens the door for you to say, hey, well, this is what I see. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, Yeah, I got you. That's awesome, man. Listen, call me back sometime on an open phone in Friday or something after you've had this conversation. I would love to know how it turns out, okay? I appreciate
0: that. Thank you so much for your
3: ministry. and you know you do. You got it, brother. Peace out. Fairfax, Virginia. Kim is on the line. Let's go there. Hi, Kim. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
9: Hi, I'm fine. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. Speak a little louder. Turn down that radio. Maybe we can all hear you.
9: Okay, can you hear me now?
3: Oh, that is perfect. So what are you thinking today? So uh,
9: well, I'm calling because I'm in a situation where I was
3: very, very to hear. Oh, boy, I can't oh, hear you now. There's something too loud behind you, Kim. I'm sorry, is that, is that
9: any better?
3: That's so much better. Okay, you better get it out quickly before that noise comes back.
9: Okay, so I... I... I divorced my alcoholic, then alcoholic husband who passed away four years later. Got into another relationship of 15 years. Um, was very codependent and unhealthy, passive aggressive stuff. So I broke it off, but he remained a roommate, strictly roommate, um, for the last couple years. Okay. And so he's getting ready to go back to his family, his country. Okay. And because. Because we remained civil, I didn't just kick him out of the house. I've had other people say, no, because he used you, you should just, you know, you should ask him to leave. And I'm thinking, he pays me rent, and he's this close to going home. Um, I've ended it civilly. I don't think that, um, I just don't feel like God's prompting, yes, you should make him leave now.
3: Gotcha. So what's your question?
9: Well, I'm just asking, I mean, what? your feedback on that. Do you think that's sound or do you think I'm still being codependent?
3: I think that you are listening to other people uh, who I don't know why you're listening to them. If you already said that God uh, has told you to uh, let him stay, uh, pay the rent, and he's going to be out shortly uh, to kick him out now because other people are saying you ought to let him go and you're codependent, I don't don't know why their voices matter. Either they're right or they're wrong. Are, Are you codependent with them or not?
9: I don't I mean I, of course after 15 years there's some ties there he he does things or whatever but as far as like um i guess uh intimacy or relationship no there's none
3: well, and and even it's if even, even I, if he you are, in, he does but even if you are codependent, if he's going to be leaving soon, why kick him out? Uh, again, if it's not unhealthy for you to let him stay there, then let him stay, and then when it's time for him to go, let him go. But uh, don't listen to those other voices if they're just making you feel guilty about doing something nice, unless it's unhealthy and it's hurting you. But if it's not unhealthy, it's not hurting you, and you're getting paid, uh, have at it. Hey, listen, my friend, I've got to run. Yeah, cause
7: that's right Blessings now. to you. Thank you.
3: You're so welcome. I'm coming right back. I can't wait to get back. Why? Because it's Wisdom Wednesday, and you're talking to Dr. David Anderson. I'm coming back.
1: Hold on. Look, I know I don't deserve to touch the mic, bro. But this praying is something that I would fight for. I'm in the lab with this pen in the pad. Knowing I might finish last. day, ain't really why write, though. Let's go back in time to 04. I'm in 116. Quickly,
11: Hi, I'm Chuck Teets of A-Action Home Services. When you call our stand-up guys, you can expect they'll show up with our warehouse on wheels, introduce themselves with their unique qualifications, and of course, they'll be wearing shoe covers. But most importantly, before they do any work, they'll share options with you, including upfront pricing, so you decide what's best. So for stress-free electrical, plumbing, and heating service, call us today at 703-922-1900.
12: Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my mom. She had them, I got them, and not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked me, What are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable, and the results, well, even my husband has noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. The best part, my insurance covered the procedure, so stop hiding your legs. Call Vein Clinics right now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-656-9393, 800-656-9393. That's 800-656-9393.
1: Um, excuse me. Yes? In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? Now there's digital. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be on the web? How about the right tools to turn visitors into leads? Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surrounddc.com.
2: 800- 800-671-7070. That's eight hundred six seven one seventy seventy. 671 7070 671 7070 or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states.
3: Welcome to the second half of the show. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about uh, wisdom, and specifically on this Wisdom Wednesday, what wisdom do you need right now? That's it. And I'm trusting God to give you the wisdom you need right now. So if you need to call me, my lines are open, and I've got two open lines. 888-432-7434. That is my number live in studio. So if you want to call me and ask for some wisdom from God, let's ask him. Let's look at his word. Let's ask his spirit to guide us. Maybe just the question or the conversation might be all you need to comprehend what God has for you. My number once again is 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, I'm going to Alexandria, Virginia. I want to talk to Helen, who's on the line. Hello, Helen. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
13: Hi, Dr. Anderson.
3: Hello. What are you thinking? <sighs>
13: um, I am in a bind. Um, I am in a long-distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in one for two years. We've had our ups and downs, and uh, I felt led to uh, break the relationship. And um, so I did, and now I am... In confusion, I think I've been in confusion through this whole relationship.
3: Are you regretting your decision?
13: Um, I'm questioning it.
3: And yeah. you're questioning it because, because you're lonely.
13: Because how I feel. Because of how I feel. Um, um, I don't know. I, I usually, um, whenever I make decisions, you know, I I involve God in it, and uh, usually I have peace about it.
3: Um, and how long has, has it been since you made the decision?
13: Three days. How, how long? Three days.
3: Three days? Come on three now. Three
13: days. Come on now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So you broke it off three days ago, and then, and then uh, now my show's on, and, and you're thinking, well, maybe, yeah. just maybe that was not a great decision. You didn't give it long enough. Of course, you're thinking, you know, Jesus died in three days, he rose again, so maybe the relationship will come back in three days, but... <laughs> Yeah, Helen, I don't, I don't know. That ain't no real breakup. <laughs> have you done, okay, I, let me ask you a question. Have you done this before? Uh,
13: have I done this before? Uh, no, I try not to. Okay. Um, so this is not a pattern. Kind of, All right. Well,
3: now I got to yeah. ask, why did you do it?
13: Um. Well...
3: Be honest with me.
13: I've I've been, yes, I've been uneasy about the relationship from the beginning. Um, It's a long-distance relationship, and Mm -hmm. um, I I saw some things that I think um, there may be some, some, I wouldn't say it cheating, but there may be some other women that he's talking to that I'm Mm -hmm. uncomfortable about, Um, and so... Of course, he didn't admit to
3: anything. So. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and how long have y'all been doing this thing? Um, two
13: years now. Two years? It would be two years. Okay. A little older. Has it been almost, long distance almost. for two years? Yeah.
3: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how old are you? I am
13: 31.
3: And, like, are you trying to get married or are you just kind of dating to be dating? No, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get married. Is this dude marriage material? Tell me.
13: I see some qualities,
3: yes. Yeah. Some qualities. So you would marry him.
13: I, I see some. I see some red flags too.
3: I understand. I understand. Well here's the thing. Two years is a long time to invest in something, but it's not like you're every day with them. It's long distance. And dudes are not really good with long distance relationships um that long so what you're suspecting is probably true uh and he's probably ready to be uh with a companion himself and so if you're not with him every weekend uh then it's going to be real hard to keep him so you're going to have to you know make a decision like you made which i commend you for now you just got to hold on to that decision and, and say for myself what i need is a guy who's present Now, if you were married to him and he was traveling, it's a different story, but you don't have to have a long-distance relationship with a guy uh, that you might be married to, you might not be married to, you have red flags, you don't have red flags. You've got to be in the same geographical location to truly date if you're going to date to be married. Now, if you're not dating to be married, I know people that like to date just because they like to date, they like some friendships, but they're not trying to be married again. It's a different story or you know but it doesn't sound like that's your story. Your story is I want to be with a guy. I want to marry a guy. I want to have a family. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So you may have made the that's right decision, cool. Helen. You just got to stand by it because it's been 3 days and you're feeling lonely, upset, and you're not quite sure um you're grieving that. But you know what? Call me in 3 weeks. I want to know how you're doing in 3 weeks.
9: I would love to
3: do that. Open phone in Friday. We We have a date, you and me, open phone in Friday, three weeks from now. Say, I'm Helen. I was the one with the long-distance relationship. I I quit the dude, and after three days I called you. Now it's three weeks, and I want to know how you're doing then. Deal? Deal?
13: Oh, absolutely. That's
3: a deal. <laughs> you got it. Hey, That's
13: my call. Well,
3: thanks a lot, Helen. Blessings to you. I love it. Hey, listen, I'm running to my break as soon as I get back. I'm coming up in Marlboro in Washington, D.C. I've got a couple open lines. If you get in during this break, then I'm going to try to get to you. If you don't, sorry. Now's the time. Get in where you fit in. 888 43 Bridge.
6: When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia
3: It's Real Talk with Dr. Anderson. That's me. And guess what? I have a couple of minutes with you. So I'm going right back to the phone lines. We're talking about wisdom today. What wisdom do you need right now? One open line, 888 bridge See if you can catch that line. All right, Josie's in Washington, D.C. Let's go there. Hi, Josie. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you?
14: I'm fine. How are you doing?
3: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for hanging with me. What are you thinking?
14: Okay, first of all, I have a question. I'll make it short because I know you got other people on the line. Um, I'm in a ministry. um, It's called um, Missionary Ministry, and I have yet to attend classes or take courses. Um, I only had a discipleship class at another church. It wasn't a church that I was a member of. Okay. And I learned a lot from that particular uh, uh, class, Okay, six-month class. But my question is, I have a sponsored daughter that's in the Philippines, and I've been sponsoring her ever since she was real young, in elementary, and now she's born in junior high. Okay. And I was wondering, should I take more courses outside my church, or should I take courses within my church and just pay my tithes and offering?
3: Well, if it is your church and you're getting spiritual sustenance, you should pay your tithes and offering there, of course. Uh, and you should get all the ministry training you can at that church. Are you thinking about like, you You don't, let me, let me see if I can break this down. Are you thinking, I like my church, but I'm not getting anything from it. So I need to go to other churches to get what I really need. Yes, exactly. That, that's what you're saying. Okay. And why are you at that church?
14: Well, as a matter of fact, I like the ministry. I have no problem with the church. I believe I was led there, but I have a family member that's been there for over 20-something years.
9: Mm -hmm.
14: And um, I had not been there as long as she has, but I think it's been six for me, and it was like off and on, and I became under the weather. So I asked them about their missionary program, and... um, they really, really couldn't really assist me like I re- they didn't give me the information like I really needed. So mm-hmm. when I went to this other church in my neighborhood, um, they had a course that they were offering, yeah. and it also taught on that. It, Got had it. A little, it was like a book. Section.
3: Yeah. So now let me ask you, the there. current church that you go to, is it further away than the church you're talking about?
14: Yes, I'm in Maryland and I'm in
3: D.C. And then when it comes to uh, missionary uh, work at the church that you're a missionary, does missionary mean like it meant when I was growing up, you weren't really sending people out, you were just kind of like doing the, the communion and things of that sort?
14: Wait a minute, I didn't hear What did you say? I'm sorry.
3: Let me change it like this. What does it mean to be a missionary at the current church you're in?
14: Okay, a missionary is actually you go with the pastor. He take a group of his missionary leaders
3: uh-huh. in the church, and
14: they go to different foreign countries. Okay,
3: got it. Okay, so it really you know, it really maybe is Africa, missions. Okay, uh,
14: Haiti or places like that.
3: Yes, I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, what I might do is talk to your pastor and say, "Hey, listen, there's a course at this other church. Would you mind if I go to that course? I'll come back and I'll bring you what I've learned, and I want to sit down with you so you can help me think through what I've learned." What that does is it'll let the pastor speak into your life. Uh, it also let the pastor know you're not trying to go to this other church to, to to leave his church, but you want to come back under his covering and talk through what you learned through. What that will do for the pastor is to give him a, a sense of security that you're leaving to, for a period to get more knowledge, but also you're going to bring it back to him, and it could actually help him because maybe he can learn from that as well, and he doesn't have time to go to that class. So make it feel like he's sending you to that class. Do you know what I'm saying?
14: Mm-hmm.
3: would that work?
14: Yeah,
9: Thank you. Do
3: you have that kind of relationship where you could say that, Pastor, would you send me to this class so I can learn and then come back?
9: Yeah, usually his
14: whole, uh, I guess his team leaders, the people in his office that works in his office uh-huh. the week, uh-huh. like his assistants and stuff that mm-hmm. be in the office, they, they seem to be more geared to it. Because most of the time, his time is so, you know... Sure. You know, Pastor's time is really long.
1: Understood.
3: And so they really don't
14: have that one-on-one type of connection sometimes.
3: And do they have another minister?
14: Menace- he, ha- he has people that...
3: Do they have another uh, minister? Do they have another ministry leader or assistant pastor or somebody like that that could provide the covering yes, for she you? Yes,
14: does, and I've spoken with her about okay. it. Okay, and they wanted me to, to attend. I attend their discipleship class. Okay, but like I said, it's been like you know off and on, so I guess they want consistency. She said. She told me.
3: Okay, well, follow what they're asking yeah. you to do, and also get permission or covering for you to be sent out to go to the other class if you really want to go to it. I think just open communication will be helpful, okay? Thank you. You're so welcome, Ms. Josie. Thanks for calling. Upper Marlboro, Maryland is in the house. Let's talk to Anonymous, who's on the line. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Anonymous, are you there? Yes, I'm in. Okay. You know what Anonymous, you got to call me back right now because your phone is going in and out unfortunately. You're probably under a bridge. It sounds like you're underwater and it's going in and out. So call me right back and I'll get you back up uh get you back up on the line. I'm sorry about that. I would have loved to to talk to you. What that means is I have an open line if y'all want to grab a couple of them now. Uh I'm opening them back up. So grab them. I'm also going to my Facebook live page uh before my break here, but if you want to call me the number is 888 888- 4327434. Now's a good time uh to get in where you fit in, all right? Now, let's see what uh what's going on on my Facebook live page. Thank you for all of you who are tuned in there. I see your comments. Uh Linda Genti Iskerzak is there again. She says praise the Lord for his promises regarding wisdom. Eliz uh Carrera and Luis Carrera Hello and hallelujah back to you and Stell Faye Romero-Brown, Isaiah 11-2. That is, was a good verse, right? And uh, my brother, Pastor Bill Lamore, uh, thank you for your comment. I just read it. He says, that jacket is fire. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. He's a pastor up there in Connecticut, so I'm glad you're watching online. May the Lord use you uh, to do the great work of multicultural ministry you're doing there my phone number 888-432-7434 we've been talking about wisdom you know the scripture says in proverbs get wisdom so wisdom is something you go, go after wisdom doesn't fall on you like uh, the rain it doesn't just shower you like grace that's not wisdom wisdom's not like sunshine you just get the grace of god's sun shining on your life No, wisdom is actually something you have to go get, okay? It's kind of like something in a refrigerator, and you got to actually go get it. It's not going to feed you by itself. you got to pull open the refrigerator, reach for it, and grab it. That's what wisdom is. It's there, and it's available, but you have to go get it, and that's why the Scripture says get wisdom. And it says in the New Testament, uh, ask for wisdom. You know, James is the uh, New Testament equivalent of Proverbs. Did you know that? All right, let's go to Anonymous in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Hi, Anonymous. I'm back to you. How you doing?
5: Thank you for taking the call. I appreciate it.
3: You got it. What's your comment or question, my friend?
5: Uh, my question is I am uh, having uh, to consider a new job, and the old job uh, is a good job. Uh, the new job pays uh, less money, um, but it's a possibility of going to uh, a higher level um, mm-hmm. and I'm interested in getting benefits uh from this higher level and hopefully more money eventually but this the old job is paying well, and I'm satisfied with it now mm-hmm. and should I consider that the new job the new job has more has benefits the mm-hmm. old job this current job has no benefits.
3: Okay. Go with the new job. That's my two cents on it. Let me tell you why. Benefits is is the new, uh, how can I say it, is the best compensation you're going to get in this next uh, 10 to 15 years. You got to have benefits uh, more than the salary. So if there's a $10,000 difference and you get a job that's $10,000 less, but you have full benefits, take the one with full benefits. If you take the one that has $10,000 more and no benefits, the problem with no benefits is not only the stress it has on you, but all you need is one accident or one issue, and it's you're going to be sunk with medical bills, not to mention the maintaining your health over that time period. Uh, unless you have the cash to pay for it, uh, it becomes quite difficult. So if you just want my simple opinion on it, and that's what I'm giving you. I don't know if it's God's wisdom on this one, but I know it's my opinion. If it's a job where you have upward mobility – which means you're you, you can take that job and move up. Uh and if it's a job that's paying you full benefits, get in now. That's my two cents on it anonymous, okay?
5: Two things. One is the job that I got, I know the Lord gave me. The okay. other thing is the job that that I might get uh I, I just that's why I'm calling to see if uh you know the, the Lord wants me to step in gotcha. a new direction.
3: I'll tell you after the break. Never been my dream.
2: because the Lasik Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices as low as 220 per eye with an absolutely free consultation text open to 350350 the LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use advanced FDA approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 2020 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK for as low as $220 per eye. Text open to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's O P E N to 350350.
15: We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BOOST to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BOOST to 88988. That's B-O-O-S-T
12: to 88988. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my mom. She had them, I got them, and not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked me, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband has noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. The best part, my insurance covered the procedure, so stop hiding your legs. Call Vein Clinics right now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-656-9393. 800-656-9393. That's
3: 800-656-9393. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr.
2: David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible
1: by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book,
3: Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit Andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Andersonspeaks.com. And thank you so much for your support. If you ever want to make a donation, go to Andersonspeaks.com or com. Our last caller before the break was talking about a new job versus an old job. He says he feels like the Lord gave him the old job. The Lord probably did give you that old job. Guess what? He may be giving you a new job. God is always doing a new thing. He gave us uh, one house and then after several years, another house. And so God is the giver of good gifts and he doesn't uh, make you stick with one gift for the rest of your life. He can give you a new gift. So if he's trying to give you uh, benefits uh, and upward mobility, uh, don't look at that as a, you're not being faithful to the old gift he gave you. He just might want to give you new wine and new wine skins. All right, let's go to La Plata, Maryland, and talk to George, who's on the line. Hi, George, it's Dr. Anderson. What's your comment or question? Quickly, please.
11: I'm just trying to uh, I'm a, kind of a crossroads here. I've been with my church uh, 54 years, uh, and for the last uh 18 20 years i've been uh, uh i was active as a trustee and other other parts in the church are still active as uh, uh but uh my my comment is is uh i've been conflicted now I, I feel god put me on a plan to help people okay and for the last 15 years i've been a victim's rights advocate and a uh of people who have been victimized by the court system. Okay. And it's all been, you know, I've never accepted a nickel from anybody. I spend a lot of my own money, plus uh, I never charge anybody for anything. And I I, I just don't know why. I I can't keep it up. I'm I'm just uh, getting $1,500 a month from uh, Social Security. So are you... I um... God's got a...
3: Do you have a question here, George? What are you thinking here? Only because I know yeah, I have to uh, end the show here. Go okay.
11: ahead. Well, does the time when I help victims uh, for free, Is that is that go towards tithing for the church or not?
3: Okay, gotcha. I think that uh, when we're talking about tithing, we're actually talking about earnings, all right? And so what you give yep. in other ways uh, are could be considered offerings or service. And so, offerings to okay. the Lord or service to the Lord, but it doesn't necessarily mean tithing. So you don't want to su- substitute tithing for other things. Tithing's tithing, service is service, offerings are offerings. And so, you offered that as a sacrifice and as a service to the Lord. God sees that and God smiles on you for that. And so, for that, uh, I would say, way to go! It's not tithing. Oh. You got you. Got the okay, difference. Then. Well, I, I I
11: understand now, but Great. I just wanted to... Thanks for asking. It's a uh, good I question. Just, I want to make sure I stay on track and keep helping people. And, uh, keep doing it. God and, uh, sees it,
3: my friend, okay?
11: Have a blessed day, sir.
3: And blessings back to you. And hey, Let me close us out in a prayer now. Lord, we thank you for answering our prayers of wisdom, and we ask God that you continue to give us the wisdom we need to live the life you've called us to. Be with every one of my listeners and viewers today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.